Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Where's the guru? Vince Murata. It's a power pack morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday to all you Valley sports fans. I don't know the last time we had a victory Friday, but we got one today. A Friday that feels like a Monday, Vinny. Yeah, I think it was uh, a five-game Thursday night losing streak for the Cardinals that was also snapped. Do you yesterday. remember the last time they won on Thursday night football? Was Has there been looked, a time? I looked it up this morning, Okay, I'm so foggy I don't even remember what you I looked are. up like an hour ago. You are. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Friday that feels like a Friday that feels like a Saturday and feels like a Monday. It feel, Yeah, well, definitely. yesterday felt like a Friday also. Tuesday well, I, has I, I don't know if I agree with that, but, I do, but uh, having a Friday that is a post-NFL game kind of recap it is something quite different. It's unusual, and it's and at least it worked. And, and how about this? How about the 48-hour span between Wednesday and Thursday where the Suns kind of quieted some of the critics and some of the angst? Not entirely, but turned the page. And then one day later, the Cardinals kind of did the same thing. Both very temporary but certainly better than the alternative. Oh, absolutely. Uh, by the way, the last uh, Thursday night victory, 2016, <laughs> week five, Cardinals beat the 49ers 33-21. to Okay. You remember, I, that's, I do remember it now. That was a span of three straight games. They played Thursday night against the 49ers. Then they played the next Monday night against the Jets. And then they played the Sunday night NBC game against Seattle. That was the 6-6 tie. Oh. So they played three straight primetime games. So the 6-6 to tie was not Thursday night football. No, that was a uh, oh, Sunday night game. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I thought it was, too. Okay. Yeah. That's very, very interesting. We just got spoiled with all those primetime appearances back in the Arians era, so... You know what's funny about last night's game? This is really uh, uh, so typical of the NFL. I, I ran into people. Now, I'm not a sports gambler, uh, and I don't think you really are either, Vinny. No. But I heard a lot of people, oh, look at that. You've Look at look at that over-under. You've got it. This is a layup. you got to hammer the, the under. under. It's a layup. It's Thursday it's night. It's Thursday night football. 12 points. The Cardinals can't score. They can't move the ball. They don't have a guru. <laughs> <laughs> and they almost hit it by halftime. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. Andy Dalton is you're, You keep opening your mouth like you're going to speak, and nothing is coming out of your He's mouth. He's waiting for food to fly. Well, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> they say in gambling, if everybody's going in one direction, the sharps the go, sharps? In, go in the yeah. other direction. Are you a sharp, Jarrett? Uh He's never my, been accused of it. Yeah. My bacon, uh-huh. my bacon count is quite dull, so uh, no. Okay, <laughs> he's a gotcha. yeah. he buried he the, We buried the big lead, though. What, what was it? What Thursday night football took a, a, a back seat yesterday to an album release last night. I it, did not know there was. Oh yeah, that's. Oh come on. They had Let's this big special. Oh, he was at the stadium. Yeah, I was they, at the stadium. I was not watching the broadcast. Special uh, Taylor Swift trailer that showed up, 
and the trailer premiered on on the uh, on the telecast an hour and forty six minutes before it became available. Yeah, doesn't that defeat the purpose of a trailer? You couldn't hear any of the songs though. So it was just visuals from the music videos that were then so released. I think it worked exactly later. right because it got people yeah. excited. It was just a tease. And then it, they didn't, you know, sure. it was coming up. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, okay. I, I think the fan base, and I'm not I'm not ripping on anybody's fan yeah. base, but Taylor yeah. Swift's fans are going to, they're going to consume whatever she puts out. Oh, no question. Would, was that enough to draw in new fans? I, I did. I actually I did. I, I did sample some of it. Well, there it is. Because I heard some people say Taylor Swift made a Church's album, so that piqued my interest. Ah, there okay. it is. There it is. All right. How was okay. it? Eh. <laughs> I prefer Churches. Touche. All right. Yeah, I missed all that. Start the show, Jarrett. You're lucky. The splash, splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The splash. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. And many called it a must win going in. The Cardinals got just that. They beat the New Orleans Saints 42-34 in a surprisingly high-scoring edition of Thursday Night Football at State Farm Stadium. Cardinals defense helped the cause, intercepting Saints quarterback Andy Dalton three times, including pick sixes by Marco Wilson and Isaiah Simmons that came in a span of a minute four late in the second quarter really turned the whole game around. Cardinals struggling offense did produce three scoring drives, touchdown drives of its own in the win that snaps that eight game home losing streak dating back to last season. Arizona moves to three and four. The Saints fall to two and five and now that 10 day stretch which is way more enjoyable after a win on Thursday night. They'll get ready for their next game, a road game at Minnesota against the surprising Vikings. That's Sunday, October 30th. Yeah, so, uh, so I think that for the moment they've saved the season, there is a Grand Canyon-like difference between three and four and two and five. They are back in it. Mm-hmm. Things are getting interested. Following, I'm sure, a story you're just about to get to. Uh, yes, uh, and that is a big trade going down uh, in the NFC West, in- including the uh, or involving the San Francisco 49ers. They've traded for running back Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers in exchange for second, third, and fourth round picks in 2023. And a fifth round pick in 2024. McCaffrey gives the uh, 49ers another weapon. He led the NFL in scrimmage yards with 2,392 back in 2019, which, by the way, the third highest total in history, but has been limited by injuries over the last three seasons. The 49ers will host Kansas City on Sunday. Okay, so let's see if we get this right. Now, the San Francisco 49ers have the best pass catching running back yes. and the mm-hmm. best ball carrying wide receiver mm-hmm. on yes. their offense. And the best and looking. Def- and the and best looking quarterback. quarterback yeah, wow, that's a great matchup now that 49ers Chiefs already was good. Now, tintillating. Yeah. Gamble yeah. pointed this out. The Cardinals get to deal with Christian McCaffrey potentially three times this year. That's right. In one season. And that doesn't even include the playoffs. <laughs> College football Arizona State back in action after their bye week. Sun Devils traveled in Northern California to battle Stanford. Both teams two and four. Devils coming off their first Pac-12 win of the season two weeks ago against Washington. The Cardinal are 0-4 in Pac-12 play, but they did get a big road win over Notre Dame last week. Kickoff at 1 o'clock. Pre-game coverage starts at 10.30 Saturday morning. You could hear it on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. Wildcats, they've got the weekend off 
FNAU travels to Idaho State in Big Sky play. They'll kick off at noon. Suns with their first road game of the 2022-23 season tonight in Portland against Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers. Both teams 1-0. and Of course, the Suns had their dramatic comeback win over Dallas on Wednesday. Portland got a road win in Sacramento to start their season. Tonight's game tips off at 7. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30. That's on the Arizona Sports app at 98.7 FM. Uh, Coyotes, they've lost three games this year of their first four. In all three, they've given up exactly six goals. Montreal, the latest team to light up the scoreboard against the Yotes, a 6-2 win in Quebec last night. Uh, Montreal jumped out to a 5-0 lead against goalie Connor Ingram, who was making his first start of the season. They cruised to the win. Yotes have two more games on this Eastern swing. They visit Ottawa Saturday, Columbus on Tuesday, and we are a week away from their debut at Mullet Arena. We'll get the first look at NHL hockey in a 5,000-seat arena. Uh, Alex Bregman clubbed a three-run homer in the third inning. That proved to be enough as the Astros held off the Yankees 3-2. They take a 2-0 series lead in the ALCS. Yankees scratched across two runs in the fourth, but that's all they could muster against a stingy Astros pitching staff that has now struck out 30 Yankees batters in two games. Ouch. That series resumes Saturday in the Bronx for Game 3. Meanwhile, Game 3 of the NLCS tonight in Philadelphia. Phillies and Padres knotted up at a game apiece. It's Joe Musgrove against Ranger Suarez. 437 first pitch. You can hear that on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. And uh, finally, three Arizona Diamondbacks, finalists for gold gloves at their respective positions. First baseman Christian Walker, who's up against the man he replaced at first base, Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals. He's a finalist. Dalton Varsho, a finalist in right field and the utility position. Alec Thomas, a center field finalist. And this was weird, too. David Peralta is a National League gold glove finalist for left field, even though he played half the year in the American League. That is not especially <laughs> brilliant in the field. I mean, he's won a gold glove before, but I don't this think... This year? It, well, uh, I mean, not compared to his gold glove season, but yeah, I thought, I thought that was weird. Uh, winners will be announced on November 1st. There you go. There is your splash for Friday, October 22nd. We called it a must win. And they by delivered. God, they got it. The Cardinals back in the win column after an entertaining and eventful game against the Saints. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings. On this Friday, live from the Akchin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Murray under center, drops back, takes a knee, and the Arizona Cardinals... Put up 42 points, the most of the Cliff Kingsbury era. How close was this to a must-win, Coach? I mean, for y'all, it was. Wolf said I was getting fired. Happy 70th, by the way, Wolf. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Fat and 70 is no wow. way to live. The final call uh, from Dave Pash on the Cardinals Radio Network, then Cliff wow. Kingsbury with Paul Calvisi after the game. Getting his little shot in on Wolf. Happy 70th. That's just disrespectful. He is entering his seventh decade. And um, it wasn't, a, I mean... I guess Cliff Kingsbury would take the definition of must win a little differently with a guy who's 
You know, seat oh, has been they're hot not, and, they're not, and critical. They would never admit that. No. A coach that's been on the hot seat would never come out and go, oh, yeah. Woo! I was just about to get fired. <laughs> exactly. that they, that what you do in a situation like that is you mock everything that preceded yeah. that. That's what you do. But you well, especially, what he did. Especially if you win. <laughs> yes, well, right. Yeah, I mean, you have to win. But you yeah. don't want to fall to two and five, even in, in this division. And the yeah. card, we said it all week. The card, whatever happens, whatever the optics are, as long as the score on their side of the scoreboard was bigger than New Orleans, that's all the goal needed to be. Yeah. And there's a lot to get into um, because it, it was it was a win. But there's still critique and concern there. Not every well, not everything is fixed that needed to yeah, be fixed. Yeah, no, no. Let, let's let's back up here and, and acknowledge this right here and now. So the outcome, the final score looked looked abhorrent. It looked different. It's not what you expect from Thursday night football, no. which is to say you never know what you're going to get from Thursday night that football. Is true. Let's put on the table that the visiting team on Thursday night football is always at a severe disadvantage. Let's put on the table this was Andy Dalton, who's now over. 12 in his last 12 primetime games. Okay, let's put all that on the table and recognize that this is a reprieve and nothing more. Mm -hmm. It's a sign that things might be better going down the road, that the next 10 games with DeAndre Hopkins might look a lot better than the last 10 games without him, but that is not a guarantee. No. There's nothing really, you know, we know for certain other than DeAndre Hopkins is one bad dude. Uh, he is. This is the football version for the Cardinals of a muscle relaxer. Yeah. Everybody yeah. can just kind of relax going into a long week of preparation. Everybody can calm the bleep down. <laughs> calm the bleep down. Does that include us? Shut up, Jared. That's a, calm the bleep down. That's a perfect uh, example, though, Vinny, because a muscle relaxer makes you feel better, but it doesn't actually heal you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, but that's why he's a pro, Jarrett. <laughs> he's just not throwing out useless metaphors that don't make sense. His metaphors are not non sequiturs. Kyle. <laughs> I met a four in college See, once. It's like a broken toy. You met a four in college once. Sorry. Did you really? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah. said you're a one. Get the yeah, hell out of here. No, me. yeah. Right. Anyway. So, um, so yeah. So, listen. So, you let's 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 celebrate what this was, and that was a football team that did very much what the Suns did in their opening game against the Mavericks. This stops here. We're not losing this game here tonight. You could tell there was a difference in energy. There was a difference in desperation. There was uh, an awakening, if you will, and and it's it was interesting to me how that desperation kind of trumped the lap, lack of preparation that went into that game. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, too, because it coincided with DeAndre Hopkins returning, and we'll get more into that. And like you said, he's a bad dude, and yeah. we got a reminder of yeah. that because it's been a while since we saw him on the football field. But that coinciding with his return was this, this easing into the game because the Cardinals were so physically beat up and had so many players out and then lost a couple more last night that there was walkthroughs going on. And, and it's got to be weird for a guy coming from the outside – who's raring to go, who hasn't played competitive football in a really long time for a mm-hmm. number of different reasons, with everybody else just kind of tiptoeing towards towards Thursday night. Um, <clears throat> the offense did look different with DeAndre Hopkins. There's no doubt about it. Um, there was a lot to be excited about offensively. There was a lot to nitpick offensively. Defensively, I'll say that I think it was the Cardinals. I, I got to qualify this. 
afterwards. Mm-hmm. It was the Cardinals' worst defensive performance of the year. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I don't but think there's any argument. There were that. three huge momentum swinging and killing plays that won this game for the mm-hmm. Cardinals from the defense, and you can't take those away. Yeah. But um, that was not. That was not mas- uh, Vance Joseph mastery by any stretch last night. No, and and again, it's I, I, there was a game not that long ago that was very much like this at the height of the BA Cardinals when they they dropped two pick sixes on Colin Kaepernick in the first quarter and just it, this was back when the Cardinals routinely blew everybody out. Still, I can't believe we lived through that time. That was so bizarre. But it, it's it, that was that's what happened last night and those two interceptions, the two pick sixes in that short span of time. Yes. It just a twenty-five point second quarter for a team that was struggling that put up three offensive points last week yeah. against Seattle. Yeah, and it just I I thought it was a real cool scene being in the building as that second half just kind of exp- just blew up in the Saints' faces. Just how much the crowd appreciated it. It was the first real kind of communal warm moment that I felt in that building in quite some time. Oh, yeah. The fan base had to feel, hey, we want to get behind you guys. You're making it real hard. Give us something. Yeah. And they we'll, did. We'll return it. We'll reciprocate right, it. But you got to right. give them and, so, and two spectacular plays. Oh yeah. Way. So I so I think this is um I think my, some of my big takeaways last night were I I think this is a, a good sign for Isaiah Simmons to make a play like that in space. Oof. It seems to me now the Cardinals have found a decent role for him. They just kind of put him in the middle of the field and just say, "Don't think, just run around, go hit people." <laughs> you know, make you know what play. we started make the season telling you to do. Do the opposite of that. Right, right. And so I, I, I take that away and I go, okay, that's interesting. If, if this guy continues to, to uptick that, because that's, that guy is just loaded with talent. Eno Benjamin ran with a passion last night that would make me consider making him the number one running back. Cliff Kingsbury shot that down after the game. He did. He shot it down and said, James Conner is our starter, but. Does the, with James Conner, he got. I guess he was close to playing last night. Mm-hmm. It was a game time decision. They decided not to let him go. Uh, with him coming back, he should be back for the Minnesota game. But hey, now you know what Eno you know, Benjamin is capable of. He broke the longest yeah. run by far that we've seen from this Cardinals offense—a forty-five yarder. Yep, and he See, runs. James Conner can't give you that. No, no, he runs hard, but yeah, the breakaway and and, and Eno's balance, I think, is elite, and, and he showed that on yeah. a couple of plays. Yeah. Um, you know, the the third down play that he converted, the two point conversion that he converted. He's just a he's he, just he, a different. I cat. thought Keontae Ingram looked good too. He, he, he Shifty, looked, he looked good, which you don't see good. with yeah, Connor did, either. Yeah. No, listen. So so I, I again, this is so these are just some some broad based thirty thousand feet takeaways on this on this game last night. As you said at the beginning of it, all that mattered is they got this thing in the win column. They snapped that home winning streak. They've got something that they can use as a launch pad now going forward. Yes. Let's see what they do with it. And when you pick apart you know, what went into those 42 points, yes, you got two defensive touchdowns. The Cardinals got three touchdown drives on offense, which is a plus. It's a step mm-hmm. forward. And again, it allows Cliff Kingsbury to relax a little bit. There's not to going, calm the bleep down. There's not going to be ten days of yeah. him, you know, b- people calling for him to I give know. up his play calling mm-hmm. duties. Well, yeah, I, it, I talked to a couple people um, around this story last night, mm-hmm. and there was a consensus that had the Cardinals lost last night, who knows where this thing was going to go? Nobody quite knew what was going to happen this morning had they lost that game last night. So and, and and I think a lot of people a lot of people have assumed that Cliff is safe regardless of what happens and everything's going to be reevaluated at the end of the season. It it, it it was starting to get nutty. 
And and I think you saw some of that manifest itself on the football field last night. Yes, um, but that's that's okay. They've they've they found a way out of it for yeah, so after seven games to be three and four with all the nonsense and garbage we have seen. They're not a half a, game out of first they're place. They're not in a bad spot at all. They have the same number of wins as the team and the teams in first yeah, place. That's right. And now <laughs> they get to watch that all happen this weekend. Yeah. Everybody just calmed the bleep down. Calmed the bleep down. That's what it was. <laughs> you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Uh, football Friday just getting started. We will relive the Cardinals' 42-34 win over the Saints through some highlights from Dave Patch on the Cardinals Radio Network. That's next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports. Sports leader. Bigley and Murata Mornings. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wico Casino Resort, where world class action meets four diamond splendor. Unlike a couple of games this season for the Cardinals, lots of highlights to relive in Big Red Reacts, and it got started early. Cardinals deferred. They kicked off. Saints got the first possession, and then we saw a big sample, the magical right arm of the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. Dalton takes, play fake, sets up in the pocket, looks deep, airing it out, middle of the field, inside the 20, it's caught at the 10, and into the end zone for the touchdown. Rashid Shaheed got behind the defense, and Andy Dalton threw a strike. And just like that, two minutes and seven seconds into the game, New Orleans is on the board first. Rashid Shaheed is just one of the fun names in sports to say. Yeah. And that was a tremendous Almost throw. as good as Rashan Salam. <laughs> yeah, right, it's right up there. Uh, but a perfect strike from Andy Dalton, and before a lot of fans settled into their seats, the Saints are up 7 nothing after the Will Lutz extra point. Cardinals' first possession. Would they get points? Would they continue that streak? They got a field goal on their first drive last week. That's what happened this week. Two drive stalled at the 32 yard line of the Saints. Rodrigo Blankenship kicked a 50 yard field goal to put the Cardinals on the board. Did, did you find that interesting that that they wouldn't even trust the previous guy with like a 30 yarder, but they had no issues rolling that dude out to try a 50 yarder? No, I did think about it. It was, I mean, it's it's been a strange ride these last three weeks, but yeah. he nailed it. People his, were saying that that is sort of symbolizes some weird disconnect between front office and coaching staff. I don't know. I'm just curious. What you thought. Yeah, seven uh, three at that point. Saints get the ball back and they went on a very methodical drive. Got inside the red zone, got to the 10-yard line, and then we had our first momentum-changing play of the night by the defense. Back to throw, Dalton, looking over the middle, throws back of the end zone, and it's picked off! Antonio Hamilton in the back of the end zone with the interception. He takes a knee, and the Cardinals get a takeaway. It remains 7-3 Saints. For as good as that first touchdown throw by Dalton, the decision to try to squeeze that in on that third down play was just madness, mm. and Hamilton made a great play. Cardinals take over. Their next drive would also end in a field goal from Blankenship from 28 yards. They were within a point at 7-6. Saints take over, 25-yard line. They get a big play from Kevin White. Did you know Kevin White was still in the NFL? I had no idea. Former Cardinal preseason guy. He sat down in an interview. We interviewed him. I remember that. We had a really good discussion with Kevin White. I remember that. ended up not making the team, but he tiptoed the sidelines for 64 yards, and then a couple plays later, the Saints' secret weapon, or not-so-secret weapon on offense, Taysom Hill did the honor. And it's a quick throw to the right flat to Hill. Caught at the five, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Well-designed, well-executed Taysom Hill from four yards out, and the Saints extend their 
lead of 13-6 with 10-29 to go in the first half. Lutz extra point made it 14-6. Cardinals next possession. They take over at uh, 10-29 of the second quarter. They move the ball down the field. They get into the red zone on a fourth down and a one. From the New Orleans four-yard line, Kyler Murray snuck, kind of ran wide toward the sideline, barely got the first down. So the Cardinals have a first and goal at the two-yard line. And as we've seen a lot this year, difficulty getting the play in, Cardinals had to use a timeout, which led to this. Had a timeout called by the Cardinals because the play clock was winding down. That's their last timeout. Kyler Murray caught on camera. He is screaming at the sideline and I don't know who that was directed at. It looks like it's Cliff Kingsbury. In fact, Kyler is still yelling at Cliff. D-Hop and Sean Jefferson have to step in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, not a great uh, look. Yeah. <laughs> have, you ever seen a, have you ever seen a football player roll up on his coach like that? No. Wow. We'll have a lot more on that as the show goes okay. on today. Good. The play after that Good. timeout, though, was a fruitful one for the Cardinals. Snap to Murray. Going to give to Ingram, running straight ahead. Ingram diving for the goal line. And he's into the end zone for his first NFL touchdown. And the Cardinals within two. 2.28 to go in the first half. Yeah, Keontae Ingram in just a second game. First touchdown made it 14-12. They went for two. You know, Benjamin barely got in. And they tied the game at 14-14. Saints would take over uh, with 2.38 to go on their own 35-yard line on first down. Defense stepped up again. Back to pass goes Dalton on first down. Fires over the middle. The ball is tipped into the air and it's picked off at the 30-yard line. Running left to the 20. Marco Wilson to the 10. He high steps and then he does a flip into the end zone for the touchdown. Marco Wilson with a pick six. And the Cardinals take the lead. 20-14. to Yeah, it was a spectacular end to that run by Wilson. Uh, and you'll see it no matter where you go today. You will see that flip into the end zone. Blankenship misses the extra point, but the Cardinals still lead 20-14. to 14. Still time in the half. Dalton goes back on the attack on a, thir- a third down and 10 near midfield. It was Isaiah Simmons' turn to make a play. Dalton straight drop back, throws over the middle, and a one-handed interception by Isaiah Simmons in midfield. Runs it back to the left of the 40, at the 30, at the 25, at the 20, and Simmons in, back-to-back. Interception returns for touchdowns by the Cardinals at the end of the half. That was Isaiah Simmons in a nutshell. The, all of the talent, of yeah. the, the catch that he made to snare it with one hand, and then, then the speed that he showed to house it. I, there was, I, I, they were linemen, yes, but he split two defenders on his way to the end he zone did. where he just said, all right, see ya. <laughs> it was yeah. almost like a vapor trail yeah. after that. Yeah. Cardinals went for two again. Murray hit Ertz to complete the two-point conversion, so they got that point back. And at that point, the Saints were just like, uh, there's time left, but we're just going to kneel on it, uh, go into the locker room. That's how you close the first half, folks. Yes, yes. 28-14 at the uh, break. Cardinals would get the first possession of the third quarter. They went three and out. Saints on their first possession. They got a field goal from Will Lutz from 25 yards. That pulled them to within 11 at 28-17. That was followed by another three and out by the Cardinals offense. And at that point, I started to get a little uneasy. Like, you get those two pick sixes. Is the offense putting it in cruise control? It certainly looked like it. Saints punted back. Cardinals on their next possession. Finally got going offensively. Uh, They got down to the one-yard line. Once again, there was a mishap on a shotgun snap from the one-yard line on first down. But on second down and goal from the five, 
Kyler Murray found what a Dorch! Snap to Murray, quick throw left side. It's caught at the one and into the end zone for the touchdown is Greg Dorch. They do punch it in. Kyler Murray with his first touchdown pass of the game. And it's 34-17 to with 29 seconds left in the third. Blankenship tacked on the extra point to make it 35-17. The Saints would not go away, though. Uh, early in the fourth quarter, they took over at 12-54, drove down the field. And uh, on a second and four from the Cardinals' 17-yard line, Dalton struck pay dirt once again. Snap to Dalton, and he fires far aside. Caught at the 10 and a broken tackle. And into the end zone is Johnson for the touchdown. MyJ Sanders in coverage couldn't make the tackle, and with 11-14 to go, the Saints score pretty quickly. It's 35-23. I'm getting the feeling that MyJ Sanders is not going to enjoy that play during film review. Not only did he get beaten no. coverage by the tight end, but the attempt at the tackle, kind of one hand high on the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, didn't work out very well. Lutz added the extra point, 35-24. to uh, 24. The score there. Cardinals would answer right back. They take the ball all the way down the field, and Eno Benjamin found the end zone. Murray takes the shotgun snap and they run it again. Benjamin off the right side hit, but dies for the end zone. Sticks the ball out. They're going to mark him down at the one. They just changed the call to a touchdown. The officials were having a conference. What an effort by Eno Benjamin with his back to the goal line, stretching out, reaching the ball out, and crossing the line. Yeah, Dave Pash is right. That was one of the most delayed touchdown calls you'll ever see, but Benjamin gets in. 42-24 at that point. Uh, the Saints still fighting, though. They took the, went down the field again at will, and once again, it was Dalton hooking up with Johnson. Second and goal on the one. Snap to Dalton, drops back the pass, and faded it. Johnson left corner of the end zone, makes a diving catch for a touchdown. With 3.07 to go, it is 42-30. Extra point would make it 42-31. Uh, Cardinals would have to punt away. Saints still with time in a 11-point uh, game. It's still a two-possession game. At 2.40 to go, they got into field goal range. They kicked that field goal from Will Lutz to make it uh, an eight-point game at 42-34. So it all came down to an onside kick. It did not work for the Saints. Zach Ertz recovered it, and the Cardinals got to take victory formation. Murray under center, drops back, takes a knee, and the Arizona Cardinals... Put up 42 points, the most of the Cliff Kingsbury era. That was the uh, final from uh, State Farm Stadium, 42-34 on Big Red Reacts. Again, Dave Pash on the Cardinals Radio Network on all the calls. Coming up next, one of the big headlines from the Cardinals win was the return of their top receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, and he did not disappoint in his return to the field. We'll get into that next on this Football Friday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Back to pass goes Murray. Fires left side. D-Hop caught it. At the 32, his first catch of the year. Brought down by Bradley Roby. But it's a gain of five yards. Puts the Cardinals in third and five. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think reads are easier for Kyler. not saying that they're not with other players out there. But him and I have been playing together for a couple years now. So 
obviously we know each other very well. We had some mishaps today, but that's going to come with us not being able to practice on a short week and, and really for six weeks not be able to practice. So uh, him and I, we want to win, and we try to correct those things as we go. DeAndre Hopkins is back for the Arizona Cardinals. That long storyline that lasted six weeks seemed like six months or more. Uh, but he's back from his suspension. He made his presence felt last night. Ten catches, 103 yards. And no, it wasn't perfect. There were a couple of mishaps. There was one play where uh, DeAndre Hopkins caught a ball near the sideline where Kyler threw it before his break, and I don't think Hopkins was expecting it. It snuck up on him, but he was still able to make the catch. I think there was one play where Hopkins prevented a likely pick six from New Orleans by getting his hand on a high throw from Kyler Murray. Uh, There's going to be growing pains, but... We wondered what it was going to look like, and the offense did look worlds better with DeAndre Hopkins out there. Yeah, listen, that's he did not have a 100-yard receiving reception game in receiving yards all of last mm-hmm. year. So for him to kind of stroll in and put that kind of performance down, it was kind of remarkable. And, and again, you have to keep that. You have to contextualize everything. You have to realize that the Saints were decimated at the cornerback position. Oh. So they really didn't have any way to combat DeAndre Hopkins. But I think the takeaway is that... DeAndre Hopkins is one heck of a security blanket for Kyler Murray. And and I think the other big takeaway here is when you complement Kyler Murray's skill set with DeAndre Hopkins' greatness, you get an offense that can overcome its own design flaws and structural incompetence. That's what you get. Yes, but one of the pluses on those lines, we're so used to DeAndre Hopkins just camping out on the left side, much like the Cardinals used Hollywood Brown before the injury. Mm -hmm. They made a concerted effort to move uh, Hopkins around. He caught a lot of balls on the right side. Actually, I think it was about half and half, right and left. Mm -hmm. That was was very promising yesterday. Yeah, the and uh, if there were if there were big moments in yesterday's yesterday's game b- before the pick sixes, one of the big moments would have been after the Saints scored their second touchdown. There was a feeling that that game was getting away from Arizona, like many uh-huh. of the previous games had gotten away from them. DeAndre Hopkins drew two pass interference, defensive holding calls on the next drive, one that nullified a sack from the Saints that would have ended that drive. And and that drive was sort of the beginning of that tsunami of points for the Cardinals. Yeah, and the other one was one that nullified what was a failed uh, two-point conversion. Yeah. They got another crack at it and, yeah. and converted on the next try. And there was a play they threw down field that should have been pass interference, I thought. I thought so, too. Where he but was although, getting held the whole way actually, down. I know he was giving it back replay, to him, too. It, it, was, it was pretty two-sided when, it, when you saw the replay. And, and to your point, Dan, on the momentum, when they scored that second touchdown if it wasn't for that interception in the end zone it really should have been 21 to 3 at that point and at that point we would have been as fans would have been biting our toenails again yeah so so i think that (laughs) i don't know how you do that jared but i don't i don't want to i don't want to see you try so get your feet out of your mouth ferret how do you feel? How do you feel about uh, toenails, Jared? Oh, I love them. Wait a minute, <laughs> biting your toenails, putting okay. toenails in my mouth. Uh, right now. Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> talked uh, on the Cardinals radio network with Paul Calvisi about DeAndre Hopkins' impact. I think when they're having to roll coverage and do different things, it, it opens up other people in the run game and all sorts of things. But you, you saw the playmaking ability and, and the you know holds on third down that, that converts at first downs and the pass interference on third downs and in the end zone that converts at first downs. I mean that you can't put an emphasis on, on how big that is for us and um, he, he changes things there's no doubt it, yes yeah. but 
you can't escape what we talked about leading up to his return. If it looks that much better, that much fun- more functional and easier, what was the coaching staff doing to combat that yes, for the first six weeks? Look at the targets, a, how yeah. reliant they are on oh, him. It, this is a, it's completely a double-edged sword. Yes. The fact that he was targeted 14 times, I, I, I think it's you, you take a look at, at what this is really all about, and I think what this is all about is that if, if DeAndre Hopkins is lining up on one side of the field, that defense now, they, they've got a bracket coverage because he can beat most individual cornerbacks off the ball nine times out of ten, if now more. And so it affects the way the defense aligns itself, which makes it easier to run the ball. And then if you overload the run, Kyler Murray can just lock in on one guy instead of go through progressions or that kind of yes. stuff. And and DeAndre Hopkins generally beats his guy. And again, you put it anywhere near him, he's going to catch it. Uh, as Wolf says, 50-50 balls with DeAndre Hopkins basically are 80-20 in your favor. So it's, it's all of that that kind of makes this thing work, but the fact that they need that to make this thing work is also an indictment of the lack of integrity in this offense without him. Yeah, because we didn't see much. Uh, one one play to Rondell Moore. Uh, outside one play of, early uh, in the game, and it looked of, really good, and then... Outside of the fade in the end zone. We'll get into that later on. Well, yeah, and that was another one of those moments. But it is... So to me, to me, the cliff factor, this is still a thing. This is still a story. This was one giant reprieve from this football team, mm-hmm. um, and, and I'm very happy for it. It was... It, it, there were a couple of moments last night when the fact that there was actually real vibe in that stadium, it seemed to affect some of the officiating. To me, there, there were a couple of times when it just they would gather and and there was all this noise and energy and passion for the Cardinals and it 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 seemed to kind of get into the air a little bit. Were there many Saints fans there? I didn't. I maybe saw one. I I didn't see much at all. I didn't. I thought it was a pretty good turnout and a, a pretty good showing from the Cardinal fan base for a Thursday night and a one and three team or a, not a one and three team for. It, 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 right, so so what I'm two saying, and fourteen, yeah, two and fourteen, um, a team by the way that this is one of the things going into last night's game that I had a hard time reconciling. The defense had allowed less than twenty points in four consecutive games, and the Cardinals were one and three in those games. <laughs> How does that happen when you got a guru? <laughs> so so for at least now. It's gonna just be chill. There's gonna be a weekend where we don't have to. We're not. There's not gonna be, you know, yeah. Sundays where you're throwing remotes across the living room. You know, you can have a chill weekend. We'll get back at this next week we'll, and see where this. We'll get back to throwing crazy remotes next season Sunday. is going. Yeah, right. Uh, ESPN just flashed it up. DeAndre Hopkins in his first game back. Forty-eight percent of the targets went his way. Fifty percent of the receptions made by Cardinal players were by him, and fifty-one of the fifty-one percent of the receiving yards. The the fact that this offense was able to do nothing without him, even though they had months of preparation, show that's a flaw. And I think everybody recognizes that. Fortunately, DeAndre Hopkins is something of an antidote. So let's let's hope he can stay healthy. So now the next the next benchmark will be just wait till Hollywood Brown gets healthy, then really see what this offense is supposed to be. Right. But uh, Hollywood Brown was put on injured reserve before the game yesterday. So that game last I, night counts as one of the four that he's required to miss. Mm-hmm. He could come back as early as San Francisco. Okay, uh, I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, so uh, but, but, but I also think, but I do also think here that that they do have a little bit of momentum now. Now they're going to play the Vikings. That is not going to be an easy game. But we, who do the Vikings have this weekend? 
Um, yeah, I had it in front of me. They've it's got, a very winnable game. Is it a buy? No, they they play the Vikings. This. Yeah, they, yeah, it's a buy. Oh, oh they've got they, a buy. See, Ooh, that's very, very very winnable <laughs> game. Yeah, super winnable, almost a lock. I would say. Yeah. I like that's, their. I like that's their chances. That's for Minnesota. That's yeah. taking them in uh, Survivor. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, Jared. That would have been a good strategy for you. So, um, I'm I'm. I'm relieved, though, that this that the vibe in that building and the way that the football team, the, the way they left the field after the first half, it just the way they left the field after the game, the joy, the dancing, uh, that's that's good. There needs to be more of that. That's a good that's a good first step in trying to rebuild something that needs to be in place. You know this better than anybody, Beck. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in. And you've got the stock market beat. Mm, hole. Mm, mm. <laughs> Adam Sandler's coming to Footprint Center December 11th. Tickets are on sale now. You can win a pair of tickets by heading to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. Coming up next, it is a football Friday post-Cardinals victory. It's been a while since we've taken some phone calls on a Cardinals win. We'll do it next. 602-260-9870. Love to hear your thoughts on what you saw from the Arizona Cardinals with D-Hop back again. 602-260-9870. Your call straight ahead on this Football Friday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.